Welcome to SB Pod. Stanford Steve is alongside an emergency edition in a sense because Tuesday, well, Tuesday we have a draft, a big one. Real, but really, really, Steve, a bit of breaking news on Monday from the college football world as uh, Randy Ansel steps down at UConn. My God. I mean, I mean, like, I don't even know, man. It's as bad as it is. It could be. All I can hear in my head is. Third down at the rent. They play Welcome to the Jungle. So, I mean, or <laughs> I don't like you can tweet out slow motion videos of your guys going through drills, talking about what's what's coming up. And then, I mean, go back. They didn't even play last year. The year before they did the last year they did play the stats from that season are astounding. And I'm you took the over. I did. I did. I thought, I mean, I, I mean, and that's why I say, Scott, I do these ones where we try and figure it out earlier than, than late. And UConn, I saw they had Holy Cross, Yale, and UMass on the schedule. And the number was two and a half. I'm like, they're not going to use the Holy Cross. And they did week two. See ya. We're done. We got a loser. And I mean, you've been parts of teams and locker rooms, you know, the dynamic. I mean, and look, I, I want to be. I want to tread somewhat lightly. These are young people. They're 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 part of a team, and people are trying their best. But it's obvious that whatever the message is, it's people have just tapped out on that, and so it came out he was going to retire, and then it's like, no, nah, actually, we're just we're going to. That's the end of that, which is clear. It has to happen. And I like I saw our our, our buddy Bruce uh, Bruce Feldman put out like a list of who the candidates are. I mean. Whoever it is, Godspeed to you. I, I don't know how I don't know how you fix that situation at the moment. No, it's it's you know you go back to I just think you know like you talk about the locker room like I can't imagine I mean obviously I would think the locker room wanted to play last year and then you're watching every other team in the country play and you're sitting at home yeah. and I think that just adds fuel to the fire and you know trying to get yourself ready now for this independent schedule they got to play Clemson. I, I They're can't going even, to play Clemson this year. Uh, I don't. I, I can't imagine that. Like, um, you know, how big it, is it, how big a difference is it between the playing the Clemson? De- excuse me, between playing the Georgia defense and the Clemson defense. I mean, in this in this week one, and that's really the t- the the subject matter here. I go back to the SVP and Masillo days about the overreactions and whatever else. Yep. I think I think what 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 our goal here is is to. What's reasonable to, to digest off what we saw week one, the things that, that don't feel like massive, massive knee jerks to to the outcomes. And, and one of them, one of them would be that Alabama is on its own island at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Ohio State might not be too far behind in the sense that they can lose an astounding number of first round players. Last year, Alabama lost six. And there's truly zero differential. Bryce Young's never started a game. Comes out, four touchdowns, doesn't matter. Miami, Miami's kind of stuck in that place between their past, which kind of gives them a swag now that really hasn't been earned. Um, And, I mean, how sobering is it to come out 
in your first game and you're catching a big number, you know, you're getting damn near three touchdowns and you just get rocked like that. Um, you know, the good news if you're Miami is there's nobody else on your schedule that looks like that. Mm-hmm. But the big picture for the rest of the country is I don't know who else looks like that on anyone's schedule. Yeah. Uh, and big picture, like, look at the weeks the ACC had. Yikes. And then, y- yikes, is the Pac-12 North. Oh, my Holy God. moly. You talk about not taking a step in the right direction. The only That's win, funny. the only win was Oregon, and it came against a Fresno State Costly. team. That had, that had played the week before, who's Game got out. some guys, who's no got deal. some guys, but then Thibodeau gets hurt, and he's uh uh Ball said on Monday, day to day, and said only our very best will be good enough against Ohio State. I mean, they're in a, they're trailing in the second half at home, laying three touchdowns, and you know, they get a victory in the end. But I, I would say this though, as costly as the sort of perception is from the Pac-12 North, where everyone but them lost. I mean, Washington lost to Montana. Washington State lost to Utah State. Uh, you know, Oregon State loses to Purdue. Cal lost to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Nevada's quarterback, by the way, can go. The dude's strong. I love he him. Got it. He's he an got NFL. It. He's an NFL guy. Like p- people are talking high, high pick. I see you see it when you watch him. Um, but okay, so you, you get a chance to get a, a win against Ohio State. I don't think they're going to get it. UCLA winning against LSU, and, and full disclosure, Chip's a guy, a guy you know well, a, a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for many years and, and good for them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious what you saw in that game. Cause you see a much different game that, than, than a lot of people do. I, I have some thoughts on LSU, uh, that surprised me. I'm just wondering what you saw in that one. Well, it was a lot. What I thought was going to happen. I thought Chip's idea of his offense. All right. And what Chip does is, you know, everybody will talk about how he outformations you and he gets you what he does is get you to be looking where you're not supposed to be looking. Mm-hmm. And he's the master at it. And now he has the speed. He has an unbelievable tight end. Um, the quarterback, he gets him in manageable, manageable situations. So what I was curious to see was LSU, new defensive coordinator, how do you go about this? Because you could prepare for it all day long, and it's just one little misalignment by a guy, or it's one extra guy with a motion that Chip creates – and he's got you outflanked, and they're off to the races. And you saw that. Um, what I, I thought would happen was I thought LSU would be able to wear them down. UCLA is known as not being as deep as, as a team as LSU knows, obviously with all the recruits and stuff like that. But LSU, I think they rushed for 20 yards. Like UCLA's defense brought it and put them in and made them one-dimensional. One I thought Johnson was, you know, really held on to the ball for a long time and in crucial spots. Um, but I just go back to UCLA. Like, they they needed that game. Um, it was an opportunity. You know, I've talked about opportunity. These teams had an opportunity, you know, prime time that first week. And they made the most of it. They were really, really impressive. Uh, they're, I mean, I know it's one game. And, and it goes back to what I said. You know, we were talking about overreacting. How do we do this where we're not going to overreact? Right. I, I think I have a good good idea of what UCLA is going to bring every week. Um, they're, and, and, and I was impressed with their defense. LSU, it's back to the drawing boards. You got to figure that stuff out. LSU can't play that way, throwing the ball like that and not being able to run the ball. So I would expect some improvements on their offensive line. But um, yeah, I was, I was, I just told, I texted Chip after the game. It just feed eighty-five. Uh, Dulcich, he's he's a, he's an incredible athlete at times. Yeah, he's an animal out there running around. I'm I'm looking at these numbers as you're talking. In the end, LSU ran for for 49 yards, uh, but that's not their mo through the years. I mean, no. I mean look what what Burrow did. Uh, 
was in many ways, I think that year is looking like a one-off. I mean, just the mm-hmm. kind of numbers that he hanged. But through the years, they've, they've, they've had back after back after back that just punishes you for four quarters. And under 50 rushing yards is eye-opening. And I think, frankly, their defense. And, you know, calling effort in, into question is – I'm hesitant to do that. But, you know, they look like at the end, like the, the want to wasn't there on a couple of a couple of big plays UCLA got, including like the last touchdown where you're like, damn, are we doing this again? Like losing mm. last year at home to Mississippi State week one, you realized, okay, Burrow and all those dudes are gone. But they had a ton of opt-outs and it, it was the hangover was real on on every possible level. Yeah. But look, they were not a massive favorite in this game. And nope. there was there was the human nature on the on the UCLA side was significant. As you say, this is a have to have kind of game. Mm-hmm. I felt like they had one. I felt like Virginia Tech had one. I felt like Florida State had one home games against ranked teams. You get a chance to show some. All three did. Virginia Tech won outright. UCLA went outright. Florida State didn't. But man, what a great atmosphere that was. Oh. I, we'll get to that, I, I assume. Oh. Uh, if for no other reason than to talk about seeing Mackenzie Milton out there, which was awesome. But I, I just. Seeing LSU look like you can push them around some, yeah. I mean, and to have their defense look look outflanked in some, and, and as you say, the scheme of chip is uh is real. It's um, it's, it's it's a brew. I mean, and I also I, I will say this with LSU, and I mean, think about how they started this season for sure. You know, a hurricane. You, know, you practice in Houston. You go all the way across the country. Yeah. You play a hungry team. No, look exactly. That's you know, why we're not. That's why I'm not burying LSU. I'm exactly. just saying what I saw. I, I'm reacting to what I saw, and what I saw. If I'm LSU, it's like, huh, all right. And now UCLA is selling sissy blue shirts from now <laughs> from now until the end of until the end of time. Oh uh, um, yeah, they got a little loose on the old bird after that one. Wow. Well, I mean, speaking of which, I tweeted something out. Uh, yeah, you were tweeting a lot this weekend. You were well, into I it. Just, I just, I, I'm reminded on on Saturday night of the of week one, how you know the fan bases that are furious, the people that want every, they want coaches fired, they want their <laughs> OC fired. But it is amazing how different the world looks on Saturday night of week one if your team wins versus if they lose. And look, you and I were out in College Park on Saturday, which was a what a day. It really was a cool day. What a day. And you're the you you haven't been there for something. Like you saw it as good as it gets. Weather-wise, perfect. A fun old school rival from back in the day that really travels. West Virginia fans are uh-huh. they're they, they're a they're a rare bunch. They came in in big numbers, knew they would. Uh, but Maryland's got some dudes on on defense, excuse me, on offense. They hung they they hung in there in the second half in defense. They won a game and just the, the whole day there were so many big time people there. Stefan Diggs came back, spoke to the team. A bunch of the Hoopers were back. Um, it, and at the end of it, when you win, and let me make this clear like, Maryland doesn't end their season in any kind of championship conversations, none of that. You just want to see a program take a step forward, be competitive, and think, hey, if you could make a bowl game, that'd be great. That'd be great for Mike Loxley coming back home, this and that and the other thing. And it was kind of a coin toss game. And when you win it, on Saturday night, you just got this big, cheesy, dumbass smile on your face because you're happy your team won. And then you you wander under the bird and you're reminded of the people that didn't win that are just like <laughs> filled with the fury and hate of a thousand sons. And they've all gotten to the bottle of a bunch of tipsy Welshman bottles. Mm. And I I, I got to trademark this before somebody steals it. Hammered and hostile. 
That is the college football world on Saturday night. But with, with all those late night games still to come, I'm just like, what a treat this is. What a treat it is to see stadiums filled. Um, oh. Like, I, no one's comparing the, the field. It used to be called Bird Stadium. Now it's called Maryland, whatever the hell. But the, no one's going to compare the atmosphere there to the all-time greats. But it was a fun atmosphere there Saturday. You were, you, I mean, this was, you were on the sidelines ripping it up. Yeah. You had fun, didn't you? Oh, it was great. I uh, got to see uh, Sean Merriman down there. God, thank God I wasn't playing and ever had to try and block that guy. Holy moly. Big human. Uh, but yeah, I mean, awesome showing out by, by Maryland. And, you know, when I'm on the sidelines, I'll follow the ball. So I was, you know, obviously Maryland has the shade side and West Virginia fans are dead in the sun, full cups the whole game. That's right. So we had some fun going back and forth as, as I was walking around. And, you know, it's 21-20 at half. And it's like, they're, they're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. And I will just say this about West Virginia fans. And the one word I came back to is relentless. Yep. They are the epitome of relentless. And I love them. Yep. I'm sorry you lost. I still love you. But don't ever change. I know you're never going to change. But they are, they are one of a kind. They really are. And I, and I love them for that. I'll shout out the Maryland students showing up. Is rarely been your problem. Staying, <laughs> staying has been the chore for you through the years. So salute to the students. You came out in massive numbers. A little birdie told me maybe they actually gave out more student tickets than there were seats just because, you know, you don't know who's going to show. Maybe, maybe more got in than we're supposed to. I don't know. I don't care. But the fact that you stuck around, see, you guys come to the hoop games and you make a difference. You can help your team if it's a coin flip game in the second half. And I talked to Locks the day after, and I know he, he felt like, hey, you guys you guys helped us. So uh, down the road, you guys will be called upon. But anyway, I think yeah, – Michigan just, and Penn State coming in down the road. Just That's just down the road. There. Got, a, got a game with Iowa in a few weeks. But, hey, you got Howard. That's a fun local game this weekend or whatever else. But I'm just – it was just – it was part of a fun day, and I got the sense, Steve, all across the country. And I'm going to talk about this on SportsCenter. Stadiums were packed, man. And I get that that's going to cause people some angst. And there's going to be, mm-hmm. especially in social media, you're going to see people talking about COVID, this, that, and the other thing. Wasn't a red state, blue state thing, man. All across the country. I'm, okay, Maryland, that, our area is as blue as it gets. Los Angeles, okay? California is blue as it gets. UCLA game, packed. Up in Eugene, Oregon, packed. And from Virginia Tech to Ann Arbor to Norman to College Station, I name any, co- any venue, they were packed full of people, and it it felt so profoundly like we all know what's still here. No one's saying we're done, but people want to be together. People want to raise their lift their voices, cheer for their team. And everybody knows what the risks are. And those stadiums are filled all across the country. And it was uh, I guess jarring to some people. In my eyes, I, I thought it was a fantastic thing to see and to hear. You forget what it sounds like, and it's uh, college football stadiums sound like like nothing else, man. Nothing, nothing else. no, no, no comparison. Going back to the impressions thing, yeah. Like please. I went back and obviously taped all the games because we were out at the tailgate. I'm still in the process of watching those back, but I watched like two ranked teams. Wisconsin played Penn State. Yep. I I can't make an assumption of off of that game what's no, going to happen for those two teams the rest of the year. I Wisconsin agree. runs 95 plays. Penn State wins the game. Um, that never happens. Uh, but I think it's huge for Penn State to get that win. Wisconsin, obviously, on the other side, you, you think you'll 
to win your games on the West, but like I need to see more out of those teams. I mean, you talk about first game jitters, you talk about first game mistakes. That game had it all. And uh, I mean, two national, you know, prominent teams that that didn't play well. And that's where it comes down to winning those games. And good on Penn State for getting that W because that's with with all things factored in on that one. All you care about is getting on that plane with a win, and they and they were able to do that. Good for no them. question. If you 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 walk out of Camp Randall with a win, huh. I, I mean, there's a saying in golf: there's no pictures in the scorecard. And if you're Penn State and and you leave Camp Randall one and zero, you don't give a damn how you do it. And mm-hmm. that's one of those ones when you try to reconstruct, you're like, wow, we got a couple of kind of blown coverages, got deep. Wisconsin secondary had a rough second half. They made some mistakes. But it, that, but again, that's where you talk about, man, that that Saturday night you're up there in, in, in Wisconsin, you're like, wow, we, uh, we're, we're one to know in league already. Um, mm. and, and look, the West, the West is a different, you know, side of the block than the East in the, in the big 10. Um, but you don't want to drop. You don't want to drop the first one, especially that noon window, because you got all day to let it sit there uh, and, and stew. Also, in that noon window, you had Oklahoma, and um, shout to Tulane, Coach Fritz's guys. They were supposed to be at home. They weren't. You go to Norman, where you can get boat raced in a blink of an eye, and Tulane early with some turnovers. They're ahead, and then it gets to be like thirty something to whatever. And it looks like the Sooners will cruise, and that's where I'm. We're all we're out there in the parking lot, or and you, I, I frankly lost track of it. And then all of a sudden, your Wi-Fi finally works in your phone. You're like, "Holy sh! Oh, it's a one possession game. Tulane's got the ball." Yeah. So I mean, can you can you can you moral victories in sports? No such thing. No, no. If you're Tulane, you come you leave you come home and you just nod your head and say, "We competed with a team that everybody thinks is going to go to the playoff." I just. Is it reasonable if you're Oklahoma to be like, you know, this isn't exactly the way we wanted to start this season. I, I, I think, yes, I think you could, you, you, again, you're one to know, but I think you, you know, you've got some stuff to tighten up. Yeah. I got, and it starts right with the head coach. It's why I love Lincoln Riley, the on-field interview after the game, he comes out and says, yeah, I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of atrocious coaching decisions. That's on me. Um, so I thought that was pretty eye-opening, but that's going to tell you, and that's why these guys buy in. Like he knows he put them in a bad situation, which ended up making it a lot tighter yeah. uh, than it should have been. But um, yeah, I mean, and then on the other side, you got Iowa State, who um, I really wonder why they play that's like Northern Iowa. Like you're, you don't have anything to gain from that playing that in state. Like go play a Mac school. Um, but look at they, look at look at Steve through the years. No Power Five schools, plural have had more bizarre week one duds than Iowa State and Iowa through the years. Mm-hmm. It's like they know that Cyhawk game's out there and human nature's what it is. You're Iowa State, you're top 10. You've got like Jack Trice is going to be as full as it's ever been season ticket-wise, hype, Campbell stayed. All you guys out there thought he's going to leave, suck it. You know, you guys, and I get it. You should be excited. But all of a sudden, you're hanging on for dear life against Northern. And through the years, again, I, whether it's Iowa State or Iowa, they both had tough times early on. Iowa, on the other hand, I don't know if it's an overreaction or it's reality for Indiana. That was a harsh one, the way they, they got beat pretty badly by Iowa. But that sets up a really interesting week. Two game, oh, game, game day will be in Ames. Iowa State, Iowa. For that game. I'm with you. I mean, because I, because it's you know what it is? It's, it's a show. It's just it's a prove it, prove it game. You yep. know, all the talk for Iowa State 
you guys want to be in this discussion? All right, uh, prove it. Um, mm-hmm. You're gonna get you're gonna get a big time chance on on Saturday. So I don't hold that against Iowa State. It's just nope. it's just wild how many times those teams have had. Uh, I mean, you could set your clock by it. how we how we both missed that for our winners and uh, you know selections. Uh, is, it's on us, uh, I guess. But the, how did winners do this week? Uh, Steve, we went four and one. And, uh, you know, I gave out three that were the almosts that if they're if they win, I like to talk about them. And those three all won. So in my mind, I mean, I'm only going to claim four and one, but I mean, I kind of went seven and one for the people. No big deal. OK, How about you. So, so now this is going full circles because you're talking about how much you missed it and how good it was to see people mad on Twitter there was nobody out there that was giving you business because you had a good bad day on winners. It's probably no, it's probably silent, right? Like nobody even mentions no, it, that winners no, is listen, four and one. You, no, but you, go, they, you, you go you one let and, them know, and then you go. You go one and four, and and every every bozo on Twitter is just ha- is just ha- uh, hassling you. You go four and one. Uh, you know nobody nobody's saying, "Hey, Van Pelt, thanks for the you know thanks for the steak dinner." But you know, listen, I, I I don't do it for that, Steve. I don't do it for people to pat me on the back. It's not why I do it. Um, I don't know why I do it, but it's not for that. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, listen, your game up. I'm three and two. I went three and two. Nice. Vivid seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring experience, every pitch assist and game winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with vivid seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mackenzie Milton getting back on the field. Uh, he's oh. been a guest. He's been a guest on the show when he was at UCF, and I think it was after he transferred to Florida State. I honestly don't remember. But in our business, you know, you're not supposed to root. Well, forget that. I'm, I don't know who's not rooting for Mackenzie Milton to, to come back from this. Uh, I want to say Pete Thamel had a story today about like you know, did one of the do- one of his doctors in tears, uh, his family. Everybody, I felt like everybody that wasn't uh, a Notre Dame fan and even some Florida Gator fans I was with, their tiny Grinch heart grew three times. <laughs> like this is this is pretty this is pretty cool to see him not just be on the field, Steve, but to lead them back into a tie game and make some plays was just, that's the best that sports can be. It's just the best. And Mm -hmm. I mean, Holy crap. You got Tess Uh, on the call too, just capturing everything there is. And there were a couple of times where I felt just like Alex Smith in that game against the Rams, where there were a couple of times where people are down by his feet in the pocket Mm. and he's going to go down. I'm like, I'm like, oh God, please don't let him get hurt again. And then at some point, he just like Alex Smith last year, and he who talked about at some point you divorce yourself from that, which is natural, and you just start playing again. 
But I mean, immediately he's zinging it and making throws. And, you know, credit to Notre Dame for getting out of that really, really uh, old school Tallahassee environment with, with a victory. Um, that was that was impressive. And that that was the conclusion of the of play up until uh, the Monday night game between Ole Miss and uh, Louisville, which is going on as we talk. So I can't speak to that result. But um, I just I just your thoughts on Milton. I know you feel similar to, to me about the young. Yeah, I, I've gotten a chance to meet him a couple of times. We obviously had him on the show and talked to some guys, know some guys that coached them. Um, never, ever, not even close to a negative word you're ever going to get I mean, before the injury. And then you factor that in with the emotion of people wanting him to do well, but on the other side, not wanting to see something bad happen. And it's just, you know, you saw Norvell go over and talk to him and Travis and probably tell him, hey, we're going to ride McKenzie here after they get the first touchdown with him in the game. And I've been all over the country and these atmospheres and, you know, everybody saw Blacksburg and jump around was back this week. When that thing is cranked in Tallahassee, and they they don't they don't need a band they don't need the music it's just those right arms chopping and that's all you need and, and you talk about something that just doesn't stop and you can't get out of it and it's a swoon you saw that Notre Dame loses a couple guys in the offensive line they can't protect Cone and they have just enough to hang on there um, you know, I think it's you know really what I noticed? interesting. Go ahead. What I noticed about that game. And and I, and it was the Georgia Clemson game similar. And that's I'm gonna get to that that one last. I just felt like there was a there was a ferocity at the line of scrimmage. There was a level of want to on both sides, and the, the type of purpose you saw, particularly Florida State running with once they fell down. And and look, Norvell went for went for it on fourth down, and Notre Dame immediately cashed in to go up mm-hmm. 17. It looks like they're done. Florida State played with a with a with a I keep saying ferocity that cannot be, it cannot be faked. Uh, And it, it, you, you could feel the want to, and it was in it evident, it was evident in in how they got it to overtime. Now they, they lose in overtime. You lose in overtime, but um, that, that game had uh, and the, and the Georgia Clemson game was just (laughs) the the, buckle up. (laughs) Big boy, big boy football at the line of scrimmage. Uh, And I mean, I guess we could just pivot to, to a 10-3 college football game, that ain't going to be many finals, particularly mm-hmm. with as many five stars on the offensive side of the ball on the field as there were in Charlotte between Georgia and Clemson. Like I, 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 I'm not, I'm not afraid, as you know. I'd wager <laughs> that we're not going to see another 10-3 game, uh, barring weather, uh, between teams in the top five again this year. But it happened, and it and it happened because Clemson's O line could not protect. And Georgia's got dudes on defense. Now, again, this is let's not overreact. What's reasonable to say about the Georgia defense, in your opinion, Steve? Oh, God. I mean, just dominant um, in every facet uh, there is. D-line, I mean, there's worries about their secondary, about being able to cover. When you get pressure like that, you got to cover for one second. (laughs) Uh, I think the DBs will take their chances if they, you know, they got those guys going up front. But uh, really impressive. Uh, really impressive. I thought Uyunglele had some instances where they got him, where you know pick was on him. Um, I thought Herbie was great on the calls. You know, talking about he stared down the kid on, on the interception. That becomes a difference in the game. But the other thing, I mean, it's kind of what I I didn't think the ten three. I thought maybe you know seventeen ten. But both teams had injuries on their interior offensive line, 
And yep. when you get that dis- disparity of talent, what both teams have at, on their defensive line against guys that don't have experience uh, on the offensive line in, in a game where things are happening that fast and you need to be that yeah. good, yeah. It's, it's a scary thing. And, and you saw quarterbacks on their back, and it's going to happen. Uh, but I do not anticipate something that dominant uh, by both teams uh, along with you. The issue for Clemson is that you don't have anything else on the schedule really the rest of the way. And the ACC, um, the perception of the ACC with North Carolina going on the road and losing um, and with you know Clemson having 180 yards of total offense against the, the dogs from Georgia, uh, and and like I mean, what else? I guess Virginia, excuse me, um, Florida State played a game that was representative, but Miami looked looked bad in their in their mm-hmm. game. So it's like, where are you going to find somebody that's a big time win? This is where you and I differed last week in our show meeting. And when mm-hmm. I talked to Reese Davis on Sports Center, I said, yeah, this game feels more important than it ought to be because between them, there's only one ranked opponent on the schedule. Georgia plays Florida. That's the only team who is currently ranked on either Clemson or Georgia's schedule the rest of the way. And so you look like that offensively and your schedule the rest of the way is what it is. And it's just, it puts you in a position where, what was it? Was it six straight playoffs or something for Clemson? Like it puts you in a place you haven't been in a, in a place like this. And I know that they've, you know, when rankings came out in the, in the past few years, there were times they were on the outside looking in, but you always knew the direction they were trending. Now, you put yourself in a position where you cannot you cannot afford a misstep the rest of the way. I don't think that is overreacting. You cannot have a misstep if you're Clemson and you want to be where you have been. No, and, and, and that's the thing where, you know, it comes down to it. Dabo talked about, you know, we got to get ourselves better, and you'll see that. Um how many points do you need to take South Carolina State at Clemson this week? Seventy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, as I often like to to counsel the <laughs> folks out there, just because there's a number doesn't mean you have to participate. I I just sit that <laughs> I just sit that one out, man. I, I would DJ Uyungbelele uh, won't go nineteen to thirty seven. They'll have more than one hundred and eighty yards of total offense. <laughs> this this we know, um, but again, it's week one and. The scenes across America were spectacular. Um, Bama's still Bama. Uh, Ohio State was a long time ago, but the, the 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 pop they've got, the ability to score in a second. I mean, you know, the last three touchdowns they had came uh, in on a total of six plays. It took less than two minutes. I mean, they they can score from anywhere on the field, so they're they're going to be a problem once again. Uh, shout to Ibrahim up in Minnesota who unfortunately uh, uh, suffered a season-ending injury. Um, Coach Fleck confirmed that uh, today. It's a hell of a running back for them. Played very, very well. You just you hate to see those season-ending injuries uh, anytime, uh, particularly early on. Think of all the work. And he's like a, he's like a fifth or he's like a, maybe a sixth-year guy. Been there a lot of years and, and is a, a hell of a guy who's going to be a pro. Uh, you certainly hope. So uh, shout to him uh, after the injury week one. Week one for the NFL is a few days away. Um, how much? I, how much have you thought about it? I, I as we talk right now, full disclosure. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know who people are playing. I do. There's one game I'm fascinated by. I know Pittsburgh's one. playing Buffalo. I know that. There you go. How is about this game? one for you? No. Uh, what's the Jacksonville game? favored at Houston? 
Tyrod Taylor named QB one today. Uh, that's wait that you're fascinated by that game. I have. Yes. I will be watching every single snap of that game. You like that I need kid, to, you like that. I need kid to see in, what that, what that looks like. You're like that kid in the class that had like a magnifying glass. who was looking at rocks that you're like, what's, what's it, what's wrong with that dude? You're fascinated by Houston Jacksonville. Yes. All the games that are out there. Absolutely. I, the, I, I mean, I, I know more games than I, I mean, I know Miami's playing New England. I know I, Washington's playing I, the Chargers. I know the Monday night game, but there's a lot, a lot of other games. I, yeah. I just, I haven't paid it. I haven't really dug in my heels yet to pay attention to what's going on. I will say this, this COVID thing is going to continue to be an issue. The Cowboys are without Martin, or at least he's in the protocol. I keep mm-hmm. seeing old, significant old linemen are going into this thing. It, that is going to be a big deal throughout this year. Um, I, I think Kirby Smart talked about it on Monday. They've got a, mm-hmm. a bit of a spike down there in Athens, and, and people want to feel like we're, we're done here. We're not done by any stretch of the imagination. This It's still very much here, and, and I'm, the impact that's going to have on games will continue to be significant, uh, I'm afraid, for the until, until we reach a point where, we're, where who, leagues or whomever are comfortable saying, we're, we're not going to put people that have this sort of in a room by themselves for some period of time. It's going to continue to impact these games. But that's the game you're interested in, huh? Yeah. Texas- I also want to, and, and to, on top of that, I want to see what the Lions look like. Dynasty play- Lions. San Francisco. Francisco. See, I know more than I think. I want to see what Garoppolo does because, look, people in the preseason, anything that Lance did, anything that Fields did, didn't matter who it was against, could have been against air, but that was meant that the Garoppolo, who, by the way, and I think I've said this about 100 times, but he's he's one stop short of of being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And they went like 13 and three that year. People talk yeah. about him like he's some guy that he picked up at a bus stop, which is ridiculous. But uh, I'm interested in what Garoppolo looks like. I want to see what Stafford looks like with the Rams. So, I, somebody, Peter King, maybe? I want to say predicted he was going to throw for like 6,000 yards. I make this is a 100% shout out to Stuart Scott. Something I saw or heard. I might be making that up, but I'm pretty sure I saw Peter King say he's going to throw for 6,000 yards. That's a big Come number, on. man. That's Pick a big up. number. I might have to. We got one last draft. One last draft. Well, uh, what do you? Th- how's the quarterback thing playing out in your drafts? I think that's fascinating to me. Um, I had one. I, I was in it. one. I was in a draft where Allen went ahead of Mahomes. Yes, that's what I was just going to ask you. That's now, surprising to me. If you're in leagues where you only get four points for a passing touchdown and rushing yards matter a bit a great deal, then I, I guess I get it because. Allen will run for more than Mahomes and the, and the passing touchdowns. I mean, if it's, I mean, you got to throw for a bunch more at four, mm-hmm. but I mean, I remember when I saw that, I thought, Whoa, somebody, somebody got into the Schlitz before this draft, <laughs> but then typically the third off the boards, Kyler Murray. And then I think there's a little bit of hesitancy about Dak because you just don't know mm-hmm. he's coming off the ankle. And then we got the shoulder situation. I'll tell you the one that's wild is you have to beg people to take Tom Brady. You get 12 <laughs> rounds in and people are taking a bunch of lesser dance before they take Brady, which I find interesting. I, I, I was in a draft where I had a ton of chances to take him and I just didn't. And, and if you ask me to explain why, I guess I really don't have a good answer. Um, You're still thinking about it. What? <laughs> why I didn't? Yeah. <laughs> I guess 
I don't know. All right, man. here you go. Fantasy numbers this year: Herbert uh-huh. or or Stafford. Uh, I think give me Stafford. Okay. Because I just I want to see him with I want to see him with McVay. I want to see what he can do there. The fact that the running back situation is such a is such a question mark is a as a bit of a concern. Yeah. And I mean, in Herbert year two, um, you know, people people will say they got a you know better situation. Sophomore there. slump. I don't know if they're saying that as much as like, <laughs> hey, they had, people act like their last coaching staff's the reason things he wasn't good. I they gave him keys to the car and he did pretty well. Um, but I have something I hate, Steve. Oh boy. Steve and I have lengthy lists talking about this guy or this thing or this whatever whatever once a week one thing a week here's what i hate i basically this is just a bit of performance art because but i do hate it i hate the last draft because it mean i it means i can't mock anymore (laughs) it's so embarrassing nobody made fun of fantasy people more than me nobody Because I was the gambler and like gambler, gamblers are the guys that just grab the check and the fantasy guys are the guys that split the check. Is, did Cowherd say that? If that's a Cowherd so. line, credit to Cowherd because it's the truth. Like gamblers yep. are fight over the check and that's just how you do it. And fantasy is a different, a different whole thing. Now I'm, I'll still grab the check, but let me tell you what. I love to mock because mocking always gives you a better team than you get in real life. Because there's always, always, there's always some wild cards that you just can't, plan for and then i'll admit to this steve i'll admit to this to our oh our loyal oh podcast audience. boy oh boy when i when it's real and i'm on the you are on the clock i choke <laughs> like like I, i'm looking at it and i like every mock i'm like i take two running backs and then stefan diggs is still there and i'm like i'm taking digs and then i do it i go why did i do that i need two running backs at the turn and i just don't do it and then I'm, when we come i'm on the back end of the draft and by the but by the time it comes back to me, I'm like taking some fourth string running back is like my RB two. I choke. So I hate when I hate when the last draft happens because I can't mock. But after our show tonight, when I go home, I'm mocking. That's what I'm doing. Mocking. All right. Good talk. You got anything you hate or you just in a good mood? Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know how to say it, though. Steve, if we've learned anything, I hate the idea that you couldn't walk a hundred yards without taking 20 selfies with people Saturday. That's what I hate. And I'm tired of being the guy that says, Hey pal, get out of here. I'm not famous, but at Maryland at no, I'm not famous in Maryland. I'm kind of famous (laughs) (laughs) in Maryland. I'm, I'm their guy. And they appreciate me. And you know the rule. As long I'm a mirror, as long as you're kind, I, I, you will get that back. Hammered guy that puts his hands on me, I really don't enjoy that. Don't so, touch you know, me. I mean, by the time we got there, I, there, were some, there were some people that had been going for a while. And, and Yeah. I mean, you had Maryland and West Virginia people. They're going to get after it. <laughs> There were some breakfast beers and and whatever. I have else. a solution though. What's the solution? Whenever you talk to and get your pass or whatever you do for the game, uh-huh. just tell them I need a golf cart. Yeah. Request a golf cart. But I guess um, 
But then, but then the problem is then you'd get in the golf cart and you'd be like Marshawn Lynch in the field. Only if you wanted me to. You'd be, oh. tr- you'd be trucking people left and oh, right. Only if you wanted me to. No, you could handle you, yourself you, on a golf cart. You did. You, you need did it. have to. You, you did. It. You really you, need it. You did have to step in there and, and ask some folks to just let me. And and I there's some kid, bless his heart, who is trying to tell me it's always some, hey, my, my dad knows this guy from such and such. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. And then you could see the guy was like he had his hands on his head because he felt like he was choking. Like yeah. if he would have said the another thing, we would have gone straight to Bentley's and been best friends like stepbrothers <laughs> and done karate in the garage. But I didn't know what he was talking about. And at that point, I just wanted to talk to my friends. So I don't hate it. I love everybody. Um, it's 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 a lot in College Park. It's a lot. But should we get should we get Travis's thoughts on Ohio State's first game before we go or no? Do you care? I, I mean, no, I don't care at all what he <laughs> thinks about Ohio State. Um, but I mean, he is the resident Ohio State guy. I'm sure they were reasonable there in the first half. Yeah, you guys, game. you guys were down, and your defense looked a little bit vulnerable there. How are uh, how are Buckeye fans handling that one? Ah. Uh... Howard Buckeye fans, come on, Scott. There was uh, Quinn Ewers was churning in the first half. Uh, people are calling for Kerry Combs's job. You know, we don't we don't handle like success well. You think they're handling like the first half well when we're like no. trailing? No, no. But in the end, like the second half, you guys are a video game. Olave, yeah. like Wilson. What what was the? Hey, Minnesota. Like, where's the scheme that leaves a big guy? Like, was that a backer or just a big safety that was trying to guard Wilson? Because you, you can't cover Wilson with somebody that's not a 4-4 guy. You know what it um, reminded me of? Tough Borland trying to defend Devontae Smith in the National Championship game. Very similar. That was, that was as soon as you saw it, it was play the fight song. Um, and you guys, your ability to score, as I said, you guys hit home runs from anywhere in the field, which is pretty terrifying um, for I mean, whoever's. Th- Gonna have to play you. Think about this. Ohio State's receivers are so deep. Jamison Williams transferred to Bama, started, had a 94-yard touchdown reception. Yeah, how about that? How about the portal? And that's actually really an interesting point. The you see the you see the impact of the portal all over all over college football. And and I think the best example of that might be Kenneth Walker, the guy from Wake that went to Michigan State. Steve, Michigan State last year, and it with COVID, they didn't play full complement of games. I think they lost a couple, including a game against Maryland to, to COVID. So th- we're not apples to apples. Their running backs had zero touchdowns in the games they played last <laughs> fall. Zero. <laughs> Kenneth Walker transfers from Winston-Salem to East Lansing, goes for 264 and four touchdowns. So the, the, the transfer portal, uh, the impact of guys finding places where they're needed and, and uh, immediately uh, – providing dividends i think that's an interesting trend i think that i think and i mean i, I, I think it i think it sucks because oh. you can't transfer into stanford why not because it's they don't really look on it well you need to you guys are filled with the smartest people in the world tell them yeah. hey hey like a you problem yeah you guys need to sorry we got academic requirements well i mean doesn't help right. us in the transfer portal. Yeah, but you guys got people that invented like the crypto things. You big into that? The NFTs? Yeah, you probably got a lot of those goes those punk guys, don't you, Steve? Tra- no, you're just you're flipping those every day. No, nothing not. will ever make me understand what it is. That <laughs> I'm I'm old and I'm dumb, and that's fine. I people are getting rich. God bless you. Uh, I, I hope everybody has a great good time with the 
all of that stuff that I don't understand. Uh, this is I the just want to say on the way out, yep, on the please. way out, your yep. kids start school this week. Yep, have they sure fun do. With, have fun with drop off and dismissal. Have a blast. Let me tell you something. If I had a dollar for every time I said to no one in particular, why are, are we screaming? I would have more money than the people in the in the crypto punk space. So I'll deal. I'll walk to the school and I will put them on my back and carry them home if they will just leave the house for a period of time that will create peace and quiet in my house. OK, I'm willing to make that trade because people need to stop screaming in my house and and they won't so back to school baby giddy up what grade is charlie in it's complete fake school it's not even and he's the youngest one of all of them he's four and it's like pre pre-k where the where basically they'll teach him don't bite people and keep your pants on the rest when you want your parents attention yell yes scream (laughs) Grab hair, pull, take, just take things that you want. I want you if you want it, back. Just, just take it, take it from a, what's this a, probably a kid in there, probably a kid named like Noah or something. You just Noah has, which just take it, take it. What's it, what's he going to do? Nothing. <laughs> That's really all he's doing. And, and I made fun of every one of my friends that sent their kids to private school. Every one of them. Cause the public schools here are tremendous. And we came down here last year and we weren't sure public schools are going to be open. And guess what mm-hmm. we did? Right to the right to the old <laughs> private schools. So we and so so I I I this is horrifying. I'm I'm sure that we're that we're paying more money in a year for our children to go to school than I paid for my entire education at Maryland. And I keep in mind, I went to Maryland for about a decade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so do the math on that. So all the people I heckled right back at me, because I I I did the thing I said I wouldn't do. And my, my four year old's going to go and God only knows what he's going to do. But uh, you know what? It ain't going to be, it's not going to be on my watch from eight until two 30. So I don't give a. F- <laughs> All I right. That's, to, that's, that's, you go got pick your, Yeah. Just go pick your kids up Wednesday with one of those old red wagons, yeah. bring the wagon and carry them home. I'll do it. I'll bring some of those fruit snacks and some, and some waters and we'll be good to go. All right, everybody. Uh, Have a great week. Uh, Bye. We'll talk to you soon.